gentlemen, yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Darren and Justin alongside for the next two hours with you at the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Yes, sir. Devlin is also along for the ride. His last name is not McFarland. No. He is here with us as well. It is a Mick, though. It's not a McFarland. That is true, but not quite McFarland, no. The same, you know. But that's okay. The same zip code. Yeah, he's down the block a little bit. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Same neighborhood. Yeah. You know? yeah it's nice. It's a nice neighborhood. I like it. Yep. Yeah. We got a lot of things to get into today. We do. About 15 minutes, we'll catch up with Emma Lincoln, who is the Predators beat reporter, and they are officially on their break. And I'm wondering if this is a good time for a break for the Preds because they not seem. they're playing really good hockey right now. Three yeah. wins against three really good teams, and they come away with a much-needed six points since Saturday's win over L.A., Tuesday's win over Winnipeg, and last night's victory over the New Jersey Devils. They handed New Jersey just their third loss in regulation Mm. this season Mm. on the road. Mm. They came into the game, I think, 18-2-2 on the road this season. New Jersey. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. Now they're 18-3-2. Strong effort last night by the guys in gold, uh, and really a team effort. I mean, everybody got a piece last night. Uh, there was there were goals to pass around. Uh, you know, the Forsberg and Grundlin and everybody. Everybody's getting a little piece. Um, so it's just a good night to spread the spread the love for the Predators, and hopefully, you know, they can carry that over. Although you're right, Darren, with two weeks off. You know, by the time you get back, whatever chemistry you had or whatever mojo you had going is pretty much done at that point. Because everybody's going to go their separate ways. You know, the guys are going to get on flights. They're going to go, you know, I don't know if they go back to Europe in some cases or, you know, whatever they do. I'm not sure how the NHL break is structured where guys would go that far back. But surely they go spend some family time uh, and some time away from hockey. Yeah, I think Nino Niederreiter told me on Wednesday night he's going to the Bahamas. Ryan okay. McDonough said he's going to Grand Cayman. Okay, well, so. that's that's not quite to Europe, but you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> that <But> works. <laughs> this is a little bit longer than the normal All-Star break, yeah. so I suspect maybe there's a chance. You yeah. Know, a couple of them get back back home to Sweden or yeah. Switzerland or yeah, wherever. Finland. Sure. I don't think anybody's going back to Russia. Um, that's that's kind of a haul, isn't it? It's it's kind of a haul, yeah. And and there are other things happening like over you, in that region of the world right now. So. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, so yeah, I, actually, I, I yeah, you're right. I that's, don't know if anybody. That's a really good. If point. you're if you're a athlete in the prime of I your would career, say do not go. Yeah, even yeah. if you're from Russia, do not go. I would wonder about They're doing kind of doing that. War, so there's a conflict happening for yes. sure. So, yeah, that's a good point. And they need able-bodied people. Steer clear <laughs> of home if you're from Russia. Yakov Steer, steer clear. Steer yeah. clear. Yes. Oh, see what I did there? Yeah, I do. I, I weaved do right into a little Fox 17. I saw that, yeah. Steer clear. Steer clear of, 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 if I of Russia. Just, if I can just work in a code red before we get out of here, man, I'm on it. Stay tuned. <laughs> It'll be a code red at Arrowhead on Sunday. Yes, it will. I'm fascinated by this game. I'm just going to be totally honest. Okay. I don't. By the way, the line has come completely back on the other side to Kansas City. It's like we see the video of his ankle. Mahomes is practicing. 
Nothing to see here. Yeah. Chiefs are the favorite. What? Yeah. Went from the Bengals being favored by two and a half uh, early on in the week to Chiefs are back being favored. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The people are very enthused by both games, honestly. I've heard chatter yes. a lot about both people are really intrigued by both for the first time in a really long time. Not to say, you know, we haven't had other matchups that have been great, but the two matchups this weekend, both of them, for even the casual fan, is very intriguing. Both matchups are. They really are. I, I think their ratings are going to be through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Because I agree with you. I think they're two should-be exceptional games. Yeah. That I'm just not sure who's going to win. I really no. I'm I'm torn. No, I don't I, know. You I don't feel know. very confident about I whatever don't. picks you have. I don't. No, I feel like the Bengals are still going to win. I'm I'm just not buying that. There's nothing to see here with Mahomes. Sure. I'm just not willing to buy that. I wish it was Mahomes, perfectly fine, because I think that would be a really. Intriguing matchup, right? Because yeah. Joe Burrow's never lost to the Chiefs. He's three and zero. Thought it was four and zero. See four and zero. Definitely will know. It's just three. Yeah. 3-0, okay. Man. You try. Well, so you clearly are picking the Bengals. No, you've got I'm Joe Burrow four and zero. I got the I got the number wrong. The Chiefs. I just got the number oh, okay. wrong. That's all. I thought you were going on out and no, saying it. No, I didn't say that. Bengals win no, for I'm the not fourth time. That. I just thought I just thought Joe I got Burrow. the number wrong. Okay. And then Philadelphia San Fran. Woo. I mean, it's in Philly. San Fran has been the hottest team in the NFL. Yeah. Them and Cincinnati. And they're both road teams. Think about it. 49ers, Bengals, two hottest teams in the league. Both of them are the road teams. Yeah. And both of them play well on the road. Uh, you know, it just doesn't seem to matter with them uh, kind of where they are. They come in there and do their thing. They don't – they dictate. And that's that's the – that is the signature of any great football team, whether you're a dominant defense or a dominant offense, whether you run the ball, whether you throw the ball. You come in and dictate how things are going to go. And the 49ers and Bengals do an excellent job, both of them, dictating what you do. They're going to do what they do, which dictates what you do. And now you're playing their game and you're not playing your own, and they're going to win their game more times than not. Um, and, and that is the real secret, I think, to to their success. And you talked about the the ratings, Darren. One thing that that Philly San Francisco matchup has, and that is two huge markets. San Francisco and Philadelphia are both top, you know, five, you know, TV markets as far as size is concerned. So yes, the ratings for both of those huge fan bases for both of those teams. It's going to be a wild scene up there in Philadelphia. And the other thing about it, both uh, for all four of these teams, and I can't remember the last time this has happened. I, I probably have to think on it. All these teams have been to the Super Bowl recently, like at least been. Yeah. All these teams have been to the Super Bowl within the last 10 years, eight years. Philly won. San Francisco lost. Cincinnati lost last yeah. year. And Kansas City's won it and lost. Yeah. So all these teams have had very recent success yep. uh, in the Super Bowl. So, th- you know, both teams should be fairly comfortable on this stage. There's no upstart. Um, I guess you can call the 49ers an upstart because of their players, their star players, but their organizations, their coaches, have certainly been in this, been in this position a few times here. Well, if it's San Francisco and 
Cincinnati, somebody's going to break through and win. Chapter three. Right? Yeah. Cincinnati's never won. Cincinnati's 0 for 3 in the Super Bowls. Yeah. So they would have an opportunity to win their first ever yeah. Super Bowl. San Francisco, we know, has won sure. many, many Super Bowls. But Five, ironically, yeah. what the last two times they've, they've been, lost the last they've two. lost. Yeah. But they lost it, down in New Orleans against the Ravens. Yes. The blackout game. Yes. And they lost the most recent trip. But isn't that a good problem to have? You know, you're five and two in Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, that's a nice problem to have. Yeah, you they know, were, you're, they you're, were you're, five and zero oh before you, that. You and your five and two Super Bowl record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boo hoo. Yeah, cry me a river. Oh, here's a shoulder to cry. Five on. and two. Yeah, you can dry your tears with the championship banners. Okay. How you guys doing, 49ers fans? Oh, yeah, yeah. Life's tough. But Philadelphia, you know, that was a big deal. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. Because Philadelphia has been marred with heart, with tough luck, right? Yeah. They have tough love and tough luck. Yeah. Well, they were 0 for 2 in Super Bowls um, by the time they finally got to yep. 1 and won 1. The Dick Vermeil guys well, they got uh, back in the day. And then they got creamed by John Madden, right? And the Raiders? Yeah, the Raiders, yeah, in the Super Bowl. And then. Um, you know, later on, you know, the Patriots, yeah. the Patriots, yeah, the Patriots. That was actually a good game, though. It was a good game. It was a close game, but that was the only one Andy Reid was actually able to break through and go in four trips to the NFC Championship game. That was the only one he won. Yep. And got to Philly. You know, Philly got got all the way to the Super Bowl. Donovan McNabb and company, and just no. So yeah, Philly winning the Super Bowl was a big deal because they are one of those established NFL franchises like the Browns and like Detroit who had never won a Super Bowl to that point. Browns have never been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, neither Lions, Lions. have never been to a Super Bowl. No, they got old NFL championships. The Jaguars have never been to a Super Bowl. No. No, they're 12 teams. 12 teams. That have never been? No, no, no. The have Houston never Texans won. have never been? Yeah, they're 12 teams that have never won the Super Bowl. Um, okay, I'm talking about the ones... I'm talking about the franchises that have never even been to the Super Bowl. That's a different count. I would need to look at that again. I was going to say, yeah. we, I think I'm kind of there, right? Uh, well, let's see. You have the... Uh, I can't you have think the, of anybody else. The Browns, the Lions, you got the Texans, you got the Jaguars. That's four. And you know, you the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, no, they've been there. They Well, you're right. They've been they've there. Been I'm there. sorry. I'm thinking they've about winners. Uh, let's see. Been there, been there, been there. I guess maybe Arizona that is the four. By the way, they could have won it. Oh, they got real close. Could have won it. What a game that was. Jeez. We know Minnesota's been there. Let's see. Minnesota has been there. It's been uh, a really long time. Been, <laughs> but the Bears have been there. Yeah. By the way, really long time for them your too. Bears, I just saw a picture the other day of Jim McMahon. Yeah. Whoa. He has not aged well. Well. Man, he's not aged well. Jim Jim, he looked like he was ninety three in that picture. Listen, I think Jim, he's sixty three. Jim McMahon is one of those guys that lived hard. Okay, I know. Look, I know. I I understand. There's some rough and tumble miles on that body. Yeah, it's some on the field, some off the field. Yeah. Jim McMahon, high mileage. Oh, uh, is a high high mileage, high mileage in that and vehicle. It is not just no. highway miles. No. Oh, no. There's a lot of city Those miles. Those city miles. There's gridlock, <laughs> potholes. There's a salt. Salt, yeah. Salt and sand, both. <laughs> Eating away at the mainframe, yes. A lot of birds. Oh, boy. Pooped oh, on that oh, car. A lot oh. of birds. 
big bugs. Pigeons everywhere. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. A lot of cracks in the window. Under the hood of Jim McMahon. From rocks. Oh, boy. From, from the time that there was Highway Miles. No, I'm serious. It was, I was yeah. like, is that Jim McMahon? And the person that sent it the to me, they're QB. like, because they said, you'll never guess who this is. I stared at it for about a minute, and I was like, Jim McMahon, question mark? And they're like, wow. You're one of the few people that have gotten that right that I've sent that to. And I was like, well, the face still kind of looks the same. But I was like, but I was really thrown off. And it was like, man, he has not aged well. Jim McMahon was one of those guys who really loved football. If you ever listen to Jim McMahon talk about football, he absolutely loved playing football, which is why he played for as long as he did and for as many teams as he did uh, at the end. Uh, Jim McMahon loved football so much he played for the Packers after being a Chicago Bear for as long as he was. Uh, Jim McMahon played for the Browns. Yes, he did. Uh, The Browns, the Eagles, the Chargers. I saw him at a restaurant in Cleveland. Yeah. Once when he played for the Browns. Yeah. No, no. He he loved playing football. He was on that Ryan Fitzpatrick plan. You know, he he was (laughs) taking the the NFL tour. Most people do not remember him with the Packers and the Browns. Yes. Packers, Browns, Eagles, Chargers. He was everywhere. Chargers? I don't remember Chargers. You remember Jim McMahon? No. Char- Look it up. It's there. You know, and now, really? now we got to do it. Now I got to look Chargers? up all the teams Jim McMahon played for. Was he just a backup? He wasn't a starter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a backup, yeah. Okay, okay. No, no, no. He, he wasn't the starter starter. No, he was just a backup. Okay. You know, so... Uh, the Rams are going to hire Mike, not Matt. Don't call me Matt. Mike LaFleur as their new OC, who, of course, was let go by the Jets. Mm-hmm. Mike LaFleur, new OC with the Rams. Yikes. Well, I mean, the the OC spots are going to go, you know, they're starting to fall here. Um and, you know, the, the question has to be asked, you know, how long are the Titans going to wait? Or did they – were these guys being hired at all, any of their – consider you know, under consideration by them? Um, because we haven't heard a whole lot from them lately about who the OC could be. Uh, and it's fine. Listen, it's not like they have a game tomorrow. I mean, they can wait. It's just that, you know, is the guy they possibly want going to be snatched up by another team – while they continue to wait to possibly talk to members of the Kansas City Chiefs staff or whoever it is they're waiting on. And because, you know, you kind of get that sense that they wanted to talk to Eric Bieniemy, they wanted to talk to Matt Nagy, you know, and could they be just be waiting for them to be done with football to conduct some of these interviews? So, and if so, just know that there's going to be a whole lot of people who are going to go off the board here by the time you get around to making your decision. And I'm sure they know that. Listen, they they they, they get it. Yep. So, you know. We'll come back. We'll catch up with Emma Lincoln as the Predators head into the break after winning three straight. We will do that next on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. 
They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Needing a snow day? How about a dough day? Instant games from the Tennessee Lottery are bringing winning flurries and drifts of cold hard cash. With chances at breathtaking top prizes up to $4 million, sled to your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and score a chance at a dough day. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. You have a 90% chance of surviving a lightning strike. You have a 98% chance of surviving a shark attack. You have a 99% chance of surviving a snake bite. But you only have a 50% chance of surviving a crash if you aren't wearing a seatbelt. Your truck may be tough, but a seatbelt makes it tougher. Buckle up in your truck. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a Bill King Show. I just, I, if Nick coached another seven, eight years, I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be. Now, I'm not predicting it because I don't think you can predict that kind of thing. We don't know that. If he coached to 80, I would not be flabbergasted. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Back here on the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here with you. Live Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. You can watch us speaking live every day. We're on video. We shower and everything. We try to clean up for the show. Yeah. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Give us a watch. Now joined by Emma Lincoln, Predators beat reporter. They have headed into the break on a little bit of a heater. And then uh, they'll go down to the All-Star game, UC Saros will. That will also be hot down there in South Florida. And that will be next weekend will be the NHL All-Star game. And Emma now joins us. Emma, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. Uh 
Probably not better than the Preds right now, although they may be a little bit sad that they've got to go away for a week and a half. They're playing pretty good hockey right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's definitely a thought that crosses your mind. You think, like, oh, do you really want to disrupt the, the mojo and the momentum that they have going right now? But I think if you talk to anyone around the team, they're all, uh, they're all pretty happy to have this break right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a tough month. A lot of ups and downs. Uh, you know, they deserve the break. I know a bunch of the guys have already split town. They're already on vacation, which is well-deserved. So, uh, yeah, there are definitely pros and cons to having the break come when it does. Big win over New Jersey. They get the season sweep of the Devils. The Devils are 31-13-4 and four on the year, and the Predators took both of them from them. From them. And last night they won 6-4. And this is a Devils team. That was just their third loss in regulation on the road this season. That just tells you how good. I think they came into the game 18-2-2 or something like that. It was was crazy. That's a big win. Yeah, so New Jersey was the – they had the best road record in the NHL, which is, you know, really saying something. And uh, in addition to being, you know, one of the top teams in the league overall right now, and obviously we saw that the Preds could beat them. They beat them in a pretty dramatic fashion earlier in the year up in Newark, but it was really, really great to get that win, like you said, over such a such a dominant team. Um, and it was an exciting win, too. I mean, 6-4, lots of goals, uh, lots of activity. So, uh, you know, we got scoring from all throughout the lineup, too. So it was uh, it was a fun one. Good good way to head into the break. Yeah, because they knew New Jersey was going to score. I think New Jersey was averaging like four goals a game. They, they can score. So you knew you were going to have to put the buck in the back of the net, even though they had had a stretch of wins here recently where they've been winning 2-1. to one. You just knew that wasn't going to be a 2-1 game. Yeah, not not with that New Jersey team. You're right, and uh, they so New Jersey was also playing on the front end of a back to back. They play again tonight in Dallas, and so if the the Preds were you know fortunate, they got to face New Jersey's backup goaltender and Mackenzie Blackwood. But even he, you know, he made some good saves. I thought, and um, you know, it was there was a lot that needed to go right for the Preds and and. I think most of it did. I mean, we saw him come from behind three different times in that game. And so, all you know, it's a, a good win over a good team, but also a good character win for these guys. This team started off 5-8-1 and one in their first 14 games of the mm-hmm. season. And since then, they, they've really turned, especially this little stretch here of about 20 games, they've really turned things around. Um they played really yeah, good. What what have you seen in that stretch? Well, you know, every it's I say this a lot, I feel like, but it's a it's a long season and there are bound to be ups and downs, you know, even for a a top, you know, a first place team like New Jersey. I mean, they've had some downs to this season too. And so they're just gonna hit at different times. And for the Preds, I think, you know, one of the biggest down one of the biggest valleys of this season came early which you know it's unfortunate when that happens because I think it's hard to really kind of get going but it also makes it easier for maybe some of the outside like the negative noise uh from the outside to kind of creep in 
and I think you were seeing that a little bit. But one thing I'll say is that this team's confidence in themselves and in the game that they know how to play has never wavered once this season. They have never doubted themselves. They know what they're capable of. Um, you know, they had a team meeting after they lost in St. Louis. And from everything I've heard, you know, they're pretty hush-hush about exactly what was said. But I think it, you know, it was a very honest, very blunt, brutal, to-the-point meeting where they, you know, really kind of called on themselves and on each other to, to really step up. And I think we're seeing that now. The team went crazy when Cole Smith finally broke through uh, the other night. I think it was, what, Saturday night against L.A. I, I'm losing track of these games. Winnipeg, L.A., one of these games. And he broke through for his his first goal of the season. They went nuts. Got a little behind-the-scenes look of, you know, the helmet being placed on him and the excitement there. I've seen over the years, you know, they always have a theme, right, whether it's the chain or, you know, the dog on the bone or what was it last year, the ace of, ace of spades or something like a card. Uh, do you I, – I don't know the story behind this. I'm dying to know, and I don't even know if you if you know or not. Or if you know, I want to hear it, but I don't know if you know, Emma. How did the whole you helmet know, come about? Do you know? Well, so not entirely. It's funny because, you know, this, we started the season over in Europe, in Prague, and we, we, we have done the – we have the preseason exhibition game in Bern, Switzerland, which is Roman Yossi's hometown. And when we were there, someone – had bought some, like, traditional Swiss hat, mm. um, and they used that as the, the you know, in place of the helmet when we were over in Prague and won the two games over the Sharks. And so I thought that was going to be the thing for, for this year. You know, we're just going to have this kind of goofy-looking Swiss hat that, mm. that they're going to use, but then came back and this Captain America helmet showed up and I'm not entirely sure of the story uh, but that's definitely something I can I can find out after the break yeah I'm dying to know where so you called it a captain yeah that's that's the best way to describe it is that is that what they're calling it a Captain America helmet yeah, that's or what hat? I've heard it being called okay yeah. interesting oh. yeah I'd like to know the context of how that all started uh, second, how about Cody Glass? The way he's been playing, uh, quite a season he's had to this point. What do you, what do you see at him? Nice power play goal last night for the Preds. Uh, by the way, the power play has looked a whole lot better. I thought the power play looked really good last night. Seems to be really coming together for Cody Glass. Yeah, it has, and you know I think that Cody's been one of the best storylines of this season. I mean, he became a a fan favorite early with the the video that came out of him, you know, in tears when he found out he made the team out of camp. I mean, for a young kid, I mean, he's only 23, but he's been through so much already with injuries and trades and getting sent down to the AHL and just all of the, you know, adversity he's faced as such a young guy. And so he's just one of those guys that you root for, you know? And so, to see, you know, the, the Preds brought him over in a trade with Vegas because they saw potential in him as a top six forward. And so they wanted to give him opportunities. 
in that kind of role. And we saw earlier in the season he got those opportunities, um, and it didn't really pan out like anyone had hoped. And, and that's okay. You know, sometimes guys just aren't ready. And that was, I thought, a really good example of a coach, a coaching staff that really cares about their players and wants them to succeed. They weren't going to keep throwing Cody back in the top six when he wasn't ready for it because that's not good for anyone involved. And so, you know, he spent some time on the bench. He spent some time on the third line, fourth line, and kind of got more reps in to really just build up his own confidence because, you know, sometimes the mental game really doesn't catch up with the physical game. It's not always at the same pace. And I think it was a mental thing for Cody that he just needed to mentally get there. And, you know, now he's playing on the the top line with Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne. And I think if you had asked him a little earlier in the season what it would be like to play with those guys, he'd probably sound almost a little starstruck. But now you can just see the confidence he has. And he's like, yeah, I, I deserve to play with these guys. I know I belong here. Like, I know that this is what I'm capable of. So, and, and now the rest of us are starting to see it, right? Because he's been producing at a really high level and and you know it's just it's great to see everything kind of coming together for him emma who is your mvp of the first half and why um i think i'm gonna have to go this is probably a an easy answer with the all-star game coming up but i'm gonna have to go with uc saros uh and goal i mean as as darren mentioned earlier There were a lot of ups and downs, and specifically a lot of downs uh, in the first part of the season. And one guy that was never really down uh, was UC. And even when the team, the rest of the team, wasn't producing in terms of scoring, he had never really wavered, and he always gave them a chance to win, even in games when, you know, frankly, they probably didn't deserve to. So he, I mean, he has a now a well-earned spot on the all-star team uh, in Florida next week. And so I, I would have to say juice. He's just been great for this team. You know, I can't help but to notice the road record versus the home record is very, very different. Uh, What is it about playing at home? And what is it about the struggle being on the road uh, for this team so far? Um, you know, I don't think there's really one answer or one thing you can point to there. I mean, the schedule is – I feel like this happens every year. People will say, oh, the schedule sucks this year. The schedule's terrible, and it'll be different every year, but it still sucks. So I think, yeah. um, you know, there, there are different um, – and it also depends on what the other teams that you're facing are, are going through as well. So – like, for example, when uh, the Preds were at home on Tuesday, played Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg was on the last game of a five-game road trip for them. Okay. And I have now been on a couple of those road trips, and they're long. And they're, you know, it is not easy. And you kind of do run out of steam by the end there. And so, you know, that's something to keep in mind, too. It's not just about the Preds being home or away. It's also about what the other team's situation is. But, you know, I think it is, it's good to kind of get some consistency, you know, when we have these longer home stands like we've had 
that, you know, everyone is just more comfortable. They're home, they're around their families, that, you know, it's more familiar with them, especially with as many young guys as we have on this team right now who might be their first or one of their first uh, seasons as a full-time NHL player, you know, that, that does make a difference. So if, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably a combination of all of that. Emma, you know, when you look at where this team is uh, in regards to the standings here at the, at the break, uh, they're one point back of the wild card. They're two points back of third place in the division. A whole lot to play for coming back here on the second half. Sometimes I think, you know, because they were not what some people were expecting, it feels like everything is lost and the season's over and that kind of a thing. But it, it really, they're really actually very competitive as far as being in the thick uh, for at least getting a shot in the playoffs here. Definitely. And, you know, as I mentioned before, it is a long season. And so if you look, as you said, at the standings right now, I mean, the Preds are right there. They're right in it. And there's still a lot of hockey left to be played. You know, we're at the sort of unofficial halfway point here. We're actually a little over halfway through the season, Mm -hmm. uh, but with the all-star break. So I think, you know, there's still a lot left to be played, a lot of chances, and they're definitely right in it. And I think, you know, just from talking to uh, John Hines last night, he was saying, kind of talking about last season, how it almost looked the opposite, how they – started off really strong and then kind of petered out towards the end and almost kind of limped into the playoffs there. And so, you know, if, if what we're seeing now kind of keeps, keeps going, then we could have see the opposite here, which it's almost, you know, you kind of feel like maybe they're peaking at the right time. Mm. Uh, Last but not least uh, for me, at least, and that is uh, where the guys are going uh, on the on the break now, you know I don't need specific players or anything like that. But I've heard the Bahamas, I've heard Grand Cayman. Uh, you know, I wonder if they're going back over to Europe. Some of the guys because uh, the trip is a little bit longer. Can can you name the most exotic thing you've heard? Again, I don't need all the details. I don't need to know which player and who they're going with and all that. Just w- what is the thing you heard that you were like, you're going where? <laughs> um. I know, so I heard a couple Mexicos. Um, I heard a Disney World, uh, and I've heard a uh, small town in Ontario. Okay. So <laughs> I think that, you know, maybe not exotic, but still probably had the the reaction of, oh, really? You're going there? <laughs> so Sounds cold. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hockey player yeah, going to Ontario. To go imagine north, that. you know, in January. Yeah. February, early so February. I, no. No. All of the the Mexicos and the uh, you know the more tropical destinations made a lot more sense to me. <laughs> I just saw something real quick. The sta- there's going to be a stadium series game between the Capitals and the Hurricanes at Carter Finley Stadium in Raleigh. Is that? Am I to assume that's where NC State plays their games? It is, yeah, okay. and it's actually right across. They share a parking lot with, with the PNC arena, arena yeah. where the Hurricanes play. Oh, interesting. Okay, that is interesting. I've been to uh, I've been to an NC State football game, so I'm familiar with the lay of the land right off the interstate. Is right it a good there. setting for NHL? I mean, uh, no. well, I mean, it's the football. I mean, the football stadium. I mean, it's just yeah. Emma, Emma can. It's just a big parking lot, a huge parking lot. Okay. Yeah. 
So. I will say, you know, the the culture there, and it's trickled over into the hockey culture too. I mean, tailgating for the Hurricanes games is huge. Really it's a huge thing huh. there, even okay. for like the just the normal games at PNC Arena. But then if you add the outdoor element, you know, you get the NC State fans too, and have kind of that whole area there. Like I could, I could see it definitely being a really fun experience as far as the tailgating goes because people do get really into that. Huh. Now, as far as the weather, um, that's kind of similar to Nashville yep. where you really don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> um, like it could be 30 degrees or it could be 70, you know, it just, it, <laughs> it kind of depends. So hopefully, you know, it's not too warm um, and, you know, they can, they can have a good, good experience there. But yeah, I think, I think that, you know, they'll do a good job with it. They'll probably root for right down the middle. 50 degrees and maybe even a little yeah. overcast would be probably a perfect outdoor game. Well, that's what it was in Dallas for the Winter Classic, and it was perfect for the Preds and the Stars. So about 50 degrees and overcast. Be perfect. Not too hot? Not not too hot. Obviously, it won't affect the no. ice. But not cold, right? It's it's just kind of, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it won't be Arctic. Not freezing cold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Emma, enjoy your time down in South Florida around the All-Star game. That'll be next weekend. Enjoy a little downtime as well. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for doing this. All right. Thank you, guys. That is Emma Lincoln, Predators beat reporter. A little break for the Preds. They're going in on a little bit of a mini heater here. Three games against yeah. three really good teams. They came away with six points. They'll come back after the break at home at Bridgestone Arena against the Vegas Golden Knights. So they don't get to ease back in. They got to hit the ice. Listen, you want to win or not, okay? Bring them in. Okay, just, you know, you can't play the Blackhawks every week. No, bring in the Golden Knights. Let's go. (laughs) There you go. I like that. We'll come back. Wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600 on this Friday. 844-5600. Your phone calls are welcome. As you listen to the McFarland Show, WNSR. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, this message is for you. Congress has passed $80 billion in funding to more than double the size of the IRS. 87,000 new IRS employees means more audits, collections, and penalties. This will make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Control combined. Now is the time to call Civic Tax Relief. I owe the IRS 37 thousand dollars. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. 
Their tax resolution specialists can stop the IRS from taking money out of your paycheck. With Civic Tax Relief, they were able to save me upwards of $80,000 that I would have had to pay. For your free tax relief information, call now. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. 800-841-0908. Hey, Nashville. Start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan Forecast. Today's going to be sunny with a high of 54. A mainly clear night tonight, low 34. Sun followed by cloud Saturday, the high 58. Cloud showers for Sunday, high 52. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. One five eight four four fifty six hundred is how you get in touch with us. Let's go to those phone lines. Let's go down to let's see, Columbia. Nate, you're up first. Welcome in. What's up, guys? Hey, um, hey Dan. Uh, I'm not gonna give the name of the establishment because no free plugs. But um, I was enjoying a nice spicy sandwich today, and I thought of you. Um, how have you? Uh, ran into any establishment with your nice potato cakes? Uh, no. Why are you saying that they're back? No, no. Oh. I was just, I was just saying if you, it, you know, if you had dabbled oh. back into it. No, no. I, there's nothing. Okay. There. I mean, I've, I've dabbled into it at home now. I have transitioned yeah. to home because they do sell them in the grocery store. So I buy them, put them in the air fryer, and I enjoy. My own version oh. of potato cakes, but no, that one, you know, fast food place still has not my potato cakes, to my knowledge. Yeah, I, we, I ordered from there today. I didn't notice it, but I was I was just thinking about you when I was enjoying yeah. it. No, I haven't been there since, and I won't, Nate. I won't. I'm, I'm boycotting them. So, uh, so back to uh, the winter – or the, not the winter classic, the uh, stadium series – topic uh, in 2019 i went to carolina to watch a carolina preds game and they did have some tailgating not as much as you probably would think now maybe they have grown up a little bit and started consuming beverages earlier than three o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. because uh, the game we went to was at noon and there was like maybe two tailgaters um, but I did. They are so kind and everything. Uh, they even I jokingly went over to one that had a cocktail flag, and I asked if I, I had anything that they that I could drown my sorrows in because I think we lost like five to one. And uh, they said, uh, or they said something, and I was like, no, no, no. I'm talking about you know a beverage, not not the uh, recreational. Yeah, yeah, but um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's Carolina's pretty cool. I haven't been to a football game um, at the NC State campus, but well, the football yeah, stadium really isn't. Yeah, it's not really yeah. on campus. You, so yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Across, no. Yes, across the parking lot. Yeah, but we've I've just been, our I, roles have flopped. I've done. I haven't been to a hockey game. I've been to the, the football game. So the arena's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I've got a buddy that's actually going to the stadium series. Um, Next or was it the eighteenth? Eighteenth, yep. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, so outstanding. All right, Nate. Well, yeah. thanks for bringing up potato cakes. I'm hungry, and now I'm angry. So thanks for doing that. Have a great weekend. Of course, y'all too. <laughs> Appreciate you, Nate. You know who used to sell those? Used to. Yeah. Past tense. Not anymore. No, they don't have my business. Okay. Just saying. Jeez. Let's go to Eric in Nashville. Eric, what's up? I remember you were complaining about that particular fast food restaurant that potato cake. I certainly remember that because I would kid you about that, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nate just went right there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring up some old wounds. Yes. So, Pick those yeah. scabs right off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, I just want to talk about the uh, both the conference championship games, guys. I tell you, regardless of whoever wins, I think, it's a Super Bowl that will make a lot of people happy, whether it's Kansas City and Philadelphia, Kansas City, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, or Cincinnati, San Francisco. I think all those matchups would be a good Super Bowl. But what the public wants to see, I know what most the media wants to see. They want the Kansas City and Philadelphia and Reed going up against his former team. That's what I think most of the media probably won't. But I think regardless of whatever the Super Bowl is, it's going to be a bunch of storylines. And uh, I actually think, guys, I think both road teams are going to win. I could be wrong. I think San Francisco for this is going to be a low-scoring game. Wow. I, I, I just don't see a ball out in that game. Uh, I, I just think because of San Francisco's defense, although it would not shock me if Philadelphia won. Somebody brought I didn't even think of. Do you realize Brock Purdy just won more playoff games than Jalen Hurts, even though he's a more experienced quarterback. He's won two. Jalen Hurts only won one because he was in the playoffs last year. Of course, they got beat up by Tampa Bay. And also the AFC, I think it's going to be a shootout, but I like Cincinnati to, to win. But I love the trash talk. It's just hilarious. How oh, much yeah. that line is swung. And to me, I'm a guy, you got, you got to prove it to me. Cincinnati's won every time they've they matched up. And until Kansas City wins, hey, you got to go with Cincinnati. Even though Burrow may be the quarterback, I mean, uh, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes may be a better quarterback. But think of this, if Cincinnati wins, they will have beaten on the road, Joe Burrow would have beaten who was supposed to be the two best quarterbacks at AFC and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And even though some say he may not be the best quarterback, I think you've got to give it to him if he wins. I'm not talking about talent-wise with Patrick Mahomes and the things he can do, but Josh Allen's with the arm and the uh, running in the building. I'm talking about situation because Joe Burrow, just he thinks to defies the odds. And I, 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 the way he's playing, you can't go against him. And I think their offense right now with their weaponry is better than uh, Kansas City's. Uh, that's just what I see it. I I think it's going to be a great matchup. Although, although if Philadelphia makes it, guys, the only reason I'd be pulling for them is A.J. Brown, even though I'm a Cowboys fan. But it would be interesting, of course, to Philadelphia-Cincinnati because it's a chance for A.J. Brown to get revenge from the team that eliminated him for the playoffs last year. But, of course, right here, of course, I don't know how tight fans would feel about A.J. Brown. He won the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Some would be happy, but others would be furious for getting rid of him. It would just so, be more salt in the wound. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, you're right. It would right. just be you're more right. salt in the wound. I can't no, imagine no. too many people being yeah. rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't root against them guys. I mean, I, even though I, I, the fact he took a lot of shots, of course, he thought he'd be going to 
media, if he does win the Super Bowl, back in Titans fans, and I think that he may be talking to Big Jeff Jeffrey Simmons, and I, I don't know, I, I can't remember who said it, but they said if he talked to him, should I resign or something like that? He might tell him you should. So, mm. but we'll see what happens all the off season, guys. I'll get off. Let's get right, other callers. Y'all Thank take you. care, and we'll talk again soon. Appreciate right, it. Boy, Eric had all the storylines down, didn't he? Oh yeah, he had everyone. Well, we forgot them the Kelsey brothers, but yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. Slip that in there. Good job. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Add that one to the list. <laughs> Add that one. I'm trying to think, anything else we can think of? Let's see. As far as storylines, what is the whole Burrowhead? Well, well where, a, where was that started? A Who? Chiefs defensive tackle got up and said it earlier today or yesterday. Or, or I think it was yesterday. So yeah. I, I know, but I missed the whole. Well, Obviously, because they're the, doing media avails. Yeah, because so what, of, what was said? Every, he's tired of hearing about. Oh, okay. You know, Burrow being you know three and zero against the Chiefs okay. or whatever. So okay. you know, he's just he's just providing a little 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 kindling there. That's all. Okay. For the fires, just let it go. <laughs> Just like, I mean, no, that's it's true, roaring though. anyway. You so know just they've go heard ahead and that. let it go. Hey, well, yeah, yeah. Can you believe Joe Burrow? It says nice three. Oh, oh my guys. goodness. Joe I can't Burrow's believe it. Uh, extra motivation there yep. for the. Yeah. Yep. All right, we'll come back. Tony and Nolan's, well, we'll get to you on the other side to close out hour number one of the McFarland Show. That's next. Make some big Memphis noise. Don't miss Ja, Jaron, and your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Pacers. Score your limited edition matchup poster presented by Silvamo. Available on a first-come, first-served basis at multiple locations around the arena. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show, and secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOOP or online at grizzlies.com today. From Nashville's home of the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. Locations nationally, including Smyrna. Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Welcome, Angie McCartney. When he'd come home, Jim would say to him, how are your bowels, sonny? We can talk to <laughs> <in> the <cold> <laughs> 
Yeah, we didn't expect to be talking about Paul's yeah. pals this morning. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. At about 3.20, we'll head up to Minneapolis. Talk with Eric Hasseltine, Grizzlies, Timberwolves tonight. In here on these airwaves, I think they tip at seven thirty. Grizzlies been on the road for a while. There's a lot of there's unrest yeah. in Memphis. There is. There's been unrest on this road trip. Yeah, of a different so, kind. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get into all that stuff with with Eric at about three twenty today. But let's go back to the phone line six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Let's go to Tony in Nolansville, where I was at late last night at the Hit Lab. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I Tony, guess you're up? out here doing some baseball stuff, were you not? Yes, sir. That's good stuff. Good place out here. Um, you know, I just, when Nate brought that up a while ago, I will be honest with you, Darren, the last couple of times I have gone by that particular establishment when I'm ordering and I cannot pull in that drive through and not think about you and those potato guys. I know. <laughs> I do it breaks my heart. You guys are, and, uh, you guys are just and I love pulling me in the deep end of the pool with this stuff today. I don't understand it. I'm, I'm drowning hey, in potato FYI, cakes. I went to a famous breakfast establishment that we all probably tended to, uh, Little Letters uh, WH. And this morning, and I'm now being told that at that place they don't carry Picante sauce no more. None. Nowhere. Oh, and really? uh, they're going to quit carrying. I always put it on uh, my omelet I got. So, anyway, it's a little throw it out there. Okay. Um, a little smothered covered action. Guys, you yes. know, Supply chain issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the two games coming up, I think, are going to be fun to watch. Uh, I'm leaning to home team on both. Generally, there is an upset. Uh, not always, but a lot of times there has been. But I'm leaning towards the home team. Uh, I just think it, it favors them. And even with a hobble the leg, uh, high ankle sprain, I still think he's enough of a weapon, uh, talking about Mahomes here, that he, I think he can still make a difference in the game. And we, we saw him make a couple of plays last week hobbling around on it, but uh, I still think he's he's a weapon enough to make the difference in that game. And I'm not Eagles, sure there's an I upset, Tony. I don't think there's an – when you look at the Do line, I? I don't think the the odds makers – I mean, Philadelphia's two-and-a-half-point favorite. Kansas yeah. City's now one-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't really know if any of these games could be deemed there's an no upset, There's no upset right? in either game. Yeah. Absolutely not. I think it's just kind of like pick them. I've always looked at a pick them being three points to the home team. Uh, so, I mean, I, I just I just don't think San Francisco's going to go into Philadelphia and win that game. I just don't. Okay. Uh, I might be totally wrong on that. And that to me, that would be an upset. That would be an upset if there is a, one of these two teams. Like I say, that's to me. But uh, you're right. There are close points, and it's you know, we'll see how, how correct Eric is and all his information he gets. 
Got to go, Nate. It's going to be fun to see Ivy play uh, Tony. Tony, if you got to run, man, sure. up against the break. I know you do. Talk to you later. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Tony. You too. Enjoy the games, man. They're pretty fun. Absolutely. I just don't think there's an upset in this in this weekend. No, I don't On either. Sunday, right? No, I agree. Could we be surprised by anything? I don't think so. Hour number two, next. On air and online, sports radio, ABC News, I'm Alexis Christophorus. Civil rights leaders urging calm ahead of the release of body cam video from the encounter between Tyree Nichols and five Memphis police officers. They've been fired and charged with second-degree murder. At this point, only a handful of people have seen the body camera and security video of what would become a deadly police interaction with a civilian. Among them is Memphis Police Chief C.J. Davis. In my 36 years, I don't think I've ever been more horrified. Davis says she was angry and saddened by what she saw in that video. She was also confused. And the level of aggression. Aggression shown by five men wearing the same uniform she wears. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Memphis. In San Francisco, police body cam video now released in the attack on Paul Pelosi, husband of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Israeli police say a drive-by shooting outside a Jerusalem synagogue killed at least seven people. Police say the attacker was Palestinian and was shot and killed. This is ABC News. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right. And when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 800-401-6681. Reputation Defender by Norton is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take control with Reputation Defender. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 800-401-6681 for free advice on your situation. 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Drop me the money! 
Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, I need that. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour McFarland show on this Friday afternoon. About 15 minutes. Talk a little grizz with Eric Castleton. Right now, your phone calls are welcome. 615-844-5600. Nate tweets at us. Man, I really struck a nerve with DMAC and the callers today. <laughs> Nate, not really. I'm just we're having fun. Man. I am hungry, though. You keep bringing you know, Everybody's bringing up potato cakes. Yeah. Everybody knows it's it's something that really, really bothered me when that establishment got really, rid of it. Really cakes. grinded your gears. That was huh? my favorite. I mean, that was my favorite. That was one of the reasons I went there, man. I loved those potato cakes. Then they betrayed you, especially the hot piping. Don't do it to yourself. Don't you see you doing it to yourself I right know. now? I get angry. Why are you bringing up the hot piping? That's not necessary. Just like it's like the fries. Like you gotta have them. It's gone. Smoking. It's hot. gone. It's gone. It's gone. Let it go. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta I, move on. I really, I tried to bully him on the air, bring it back, and you think you were gonna bully I a did. national I fast did. food chain? I really wanted to. Okay, with the help of thousands, you would, you were gonna I thought need we millions. were gonna march the steps of yeah this that, fast no, food restaurant. No, well, first demand. of all, they don't have steps, so you would have had a no? hard time with that. No, you sure none of them I, have steps? I, I can't say all of them, but pretty sure the majority of them. Do not have steps. You may find one on, up on a hill somewhere, so you have to climb a hill maybe, but uh, steps, not really their thing. I was trying to rally the troops. What I found out is there's a lot of people that enjoyed them as much as I did. That's I'm what sure. I found out. I'm sure. And then there were other people like, I don't get it. I don't know what you're talking about. Who cares? Yeah. That's fine. That's that's how it works, right? Well, God bless that's America. Life, man. Yeah, right. That's how it works. By the way, during the break, since we've been having all this, dis- you know, food discussion and everything, we have. I saw a tweet from. There is a Five Guys, yeah, in Syracuse. I guess on their campus. Okay. That's hiring, and they're paying almost eighteen dollars an hour. Oh yeah. At Five Guys. Yeah, they're doing that here. Almost eighteen dollars an hour. You don't have to go to Syracuse. <laughs> really? Can, yeah, you can do seventeen at least. I saw a sign right here in Nashville. Absolutely, seven for fast food for for five guys. Yeah, for, for oh, for five guys. Yeah. So this is like a company thing. Well, it's also a fast food thing. I mean, listen, if you want people to work these days, you know, yeah. and, and we've, oh, and we've right. been to the places. Listen, if you've been around, there are a lot of places that are doing limited time as far as their operating hours simply because they don't have enough workers we have all experienced in the last year or so going inside of a restaurant and them telling you we can't seat you even though you see wide open tables everywhere and you're wondering well why there's seats available well yeah there's seats available there's not waiters available uh in order to serve you so if you just want to go sit there for the next 30 minutes feel free (laughs) <laughs> but no one's bringing you any drinks. No one's fulfilling your food menus, uh, the food orders, nothing. I saw a video this morning. There's um, the owner or the CEO of Raising Cane's Chicken. Have you ever been there? I have not oh, been there. Justin. I know they're coming to Nashville. Uh, they're about to open one in Smyrna. Yeah. Woo. I know they got several locations coming oh, to yeah. town. Well, there's, when we go to East Tennessee, there's one in Cookville. So okay. We've, I've not we've stopped by. stopped there. I've not stopped by yet. Uh yeah, 
Okay. Jim. I've heard great things. Stopped at one in St. Louis when we went there for our World Series back in uh, okay. June and Ju- back in the summer. Okay. That was the first time I experienced it. I was like, wow. Anyway, that's not why I was bringing it sure. up. The, he said, what, which one is it right now, Powerball or Mega Millions, the one that's really high? Oh, the Powerball is up okay, Powerball. really high right now. Like $600 million, something, yeah, something like, like that. that? Yeah, He bought 50,000 tickets. Okay. For their 50,000 employees. Okay. And if they win, they're obviously going to split it as a group. That's an interesting approach. So I don't know what 50,000 divided by 600 million is. Still get a, it's still a nice a decent, gesture, decent, right? Decent cut. It's got to be a pretty good cut. It's a decent cut somewhere. The yeah, that can work. The point is, he's, they're thinking about their employees. Well, listen, you got to right now, or else you're not going to have a business. There's a lot of businesses that have probably closed up shop because they're not willing to pay employees right now. I mean, this is just the this is just the way of the world. No, you got to take care of the people you got, or else. I mean, people have found one thing the pandemic did is it forced people to figure out what else they would do if they were not doing the thing yeah. that they were doing when the pandemic began. Because a lot of people think, I can't live without this. I have to do this. Then one day, that thing is gone. Then you figure it out. You know, I can live without this. I don't have to have this thing. And then the thing comes back. You go, no, I'm good. I'm going to stay over here. Guys, I really didn't like doing that thing anyway. Yeah. So, you know, why am I coming over there? How much? $7 an hour. Are you kidding? So the other thing is just the market. You know, the the – we got condos downtown Nashville right now, Darren, going for $2,000 for 450 square feet. I saw one. I saw a listing the other night. That's way up. It's one of the high rises downtown. This yeah. is downtown Nashville. Sure. Two bedroom. Yeah. Two bath. Yeah. That's probably $4.2 million. $1.7 million. Okay. That means it's not in a good building. Then. No, Million dollars, yeah. a high-rise apartment, yeah. or I guess what are they? I Condos, guess a condo. Apart, yeah. I guess to say it's a condo. It's a condo. If for they're them, selling yeah. it, it's, it's, a it's a condo. Yeah, for one point seven million, a two-bedroom, two-bath. We in Manhattan or somewhere? Like what, what is I'm this? Like, dang, we all grown up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we real. all grown up. It's very real. One point seven million dollars downtown Nashville, two-bedroom, two-bath. Yeah. I'm going to pass. No, this is a real thing. Thank you. This is a real thing. So that's why Five Guys has to pay 17 an hour to get people in the door, or else they're not going to have doors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Five Guys, they better get all five guys in, in the in the restaurant start slinging these burgers because people are not coming in for 725 anymore. They're just not doing it. No. They don't have to do it. And plus, you almost get in a situation you can't afford it. If you're paying, you know, two grand a month for rent somewhere, you can't afford to work for seven twenty-five. You just can't. You're wasting your time. You're spinning your wheels. Yeah, yeah. I wonder who's going to be spinning their wheels this weekend on Sunday. Well, I'm still going with you know, and you made your picks earlier. I feel like Go one ahead. of them is going to be a blowout. I just because it's just, it just well, just because it plays out that way. We all think it's going to be. One's going to be, or they're both going to be close. And it feels like one of them's just going to get away. Like, it's just naturally how it happens. Yeah. We've yeah. seen enough conference, 
you know, championship oh, yeah. games yeah, over yeah. the years oh, that, sure. that get lopsided. They do. When we think they're going to be good games. Yeah, somebody comes in flying high and, you know, gets yeah. gets smacked in the mouth and, you know, it's it, it's over before it really gets started. Uh, I'm, I'm notoriously bad at conference championship games. Notoriously. Like, I miss them almost all the time. Uh, I know that about myself. I recognize that about myself. I know I'm bad at conference. I don't know what it is about conference championship games in particular where I just cannot get them right. So with that said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and make my selections. We just know I'm bad at conference championship games. Bad. Like really bad. So here we go. I'm going with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, to win over the 49ers. So that means the 49ers, congratulations. Um but I I believe strongly. As you know, so you can tell Devlin is dying to hear who you're going to pick a name. Well, he, he's he's writing things down over there, I'm sure, uh, so he can place his bet. He's got the you know he's got he's got he's it pulled like, up right now. He's on he's on the of, app for the love of you he's know what. Please pick app. Kansas City. He's please. on the app there, he's begging you to pick yeah. the Chiefs. Uh, Philadelphia, I, I just feel like has uh, a lot. Well, I feel like Philadelphia has more weapons here to to win this game. I know San Francisco is pretty loaded on the defensive side, but I think Philadelphia's got enough to eventually overwhelm them somewhere down the line. Uh, I don't think they can cover everybody, so it's uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with Philadelphia here uh, for the for the win over San Francisco. The other uh, game there, Kansas City and Cincinnati. Uh, yes, definitely to make you happy, good sir. I'm going to go with your Kansas City Chiefs, only because I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in all of football, even with our hobbled leg. Not to say Joe Burrow stinks. I'm not saying that. You know, this is not either or. We have to stop doing that in society. Just because you pick against one person doesn't mean the other person stinks. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I like Patrick Mahomes uh, because I think Patrick Mahomes, and, and, and this is something else, Darren, I wanted to get to very quickly. Uh, and what I've been trying to tell a lot of people on on social media and group chats and things like this. And, and Darren, you and I have seen this movie before. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is a guy that's going to win multiple Super Bowls at some point. He's already got one. I think he's going to get another one, and it could be this year. But with the loaded AFC at quarterback, the way things are right now, with Burrow and Allen, and Mahomes, and here comes Trevor Lawrence, and here comes Justin Herbert. We have seen this movie before, Darren, in the 1980s and 90s when Dan Marino, Warren Moon, uh, Jim Kelly, uh, you know, John Elway were all playing in the same conference in their prime at the exact same time. Everybody can't win the Super Bowl. As great as these guys are, everybody can't win it. And they all play with the expectation that their guy is great, and because their guy is great, they're going to win a Super Bowl. Nay, no, that is not the way this works at all. There's a you know Warren Moon and Dan Marino are fantastic, all-time great quarterbacks. They are ringless because they ran into a loaded conference every single year where they had to deal with another Hall of Fame quarterback. Chances are on the other sideline, and because of that, they get nothing. They get absolutely nothing. So, with all that said, uh, yeah, I'm picking Kansas City because I think Patrick Mahomes is going to get another ring at some point. And, you know, it might as well be this year because the other guys are charging up behind them and they will get more weapons and eventually figure it out, you think. But, you know, it. and, and a side note there with the Buffalo Bills, 
and the old-time Buffalo Bill fans will remember, and I know they're very hyped up about Josh Allen right now, but if you talk to your elders, <laughs> Jim Kelly was pretty doggone good, and he got to four Super Bowls and didn't win a one. So having the quarterback is still no guarantee in this NFL or any NFL at any point to win Super Bowls. You can have loaded Hall of Fame guys and still not get over the hump. It's going to happen to one of these guys, one of those six quarterbacks I just named right now who are in the prime or at the beginning of the prime of their career. One of those guys are not going to win a Super Bowl. Well, we know it changes everything about your resume because everybody thought Matthew Stafford was a really good quarterback who played for a really bad franchise. Yeah. And he had numbers, but sure. had one squat. No. So nobody was ever going to put him in a, you know, in an elite group because nope. it's like, dude, you haven't won squat. Nope. And he goes to LA, he wins the Super Bowl and now, you know. Yeah. Okay. Pizza pizza. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can uh, officially anoint you. Yes. Right? You are that good. That's how it works. So So Josh Allen right now, man, he's got Look, he's really good in the regular season. He's been even good in the playoffs, but right now he keeps coming up short. Can't get so, over the hump. Dak you Prescott, know, you gave him, you know, give him the nope, moon, the stars, it, and yep, the sun. Has it gotten can't, over the hump? Can't get over the hump. Nope. And, and listen again. And right now Herbert is going to face that. Same thing. Trevor Lawrence has already won a playoff game, beating Herbert. So sure. Herbert hasn't won anything. Nope. And you know, next until he does. And next year, we'll be talking about the Chargers or whatever, and I'm going to pick against them, and people will look at me cross-eyed, and it's because I'm like, where's the proof in the pudding? Mark Jackson had won anything, and he finally broke through. He won yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Right? Did he, he's won one sure, playoff yeah, yeah, yeah. game, right? He's won a playoff game, yeah. A playoff game. That yeah. was it. Yeah, that but, was the knock on him, too. But then you get further along, and then you don't. You're not able to win it's harder. multiple playoff games. Russell Wilson went to back-to-back Super Bowls, and everybody thought, you know, he's going to go four or five Super Bowls. Yeah. He never been back since. It, it's tough. Yeah. It, it gets real hard. And it was the knock against Dan Marino. It was the knock against Warren Moon. By the way, not only did those guys never win a Super Bowl, Warren Moon never went. Dan Marino went to one. And both of those guys combined probably have 120,000 yards passing and 400 touchdowns or something ridiculous. And it's really hard. It's just really hard. Now, I know people think we live in a different era, and we do, and I've discussed that. But I'm telling you, some of these things, history is not history doesn't repeat, but it certainly rhymes. <laughs> We're in a rhyming period here uh, where you look at how loaded the AFC is. Don't think it's unique and new, and we've never seen anything like this before. Lies you tell. <laughs> yes, we have. That's why if Joe Burrow wins this, he gets pushed to the front of the class. He's just going to. I don't know oh, yeah. why you would. Why would you hold him back from being in the same grouping with Mahomes? I mean, you you can't. Oh no, you not can't. if he wins this game. But it is weird. Like people don't gush over Joe Burrow like they would certain other quarterbacks. Like I feel like Justin mm. Herbert has gotten way more praise than he deserves oh, to this gosh. point. Oh man, right? Are it you are ridiculous. you in agreement? Oh, re- oh, absolutely. Like the, the love fest for Justin Herbert. Has been unbelievable his first three years in the league, and oh, he's yeah. won nothing. Yeah, well, because of the numbers and the live and the live arm, and you know all the you know all he's got all the intangibles, and you just want to fall in love with the guy. But yeah, he's sh- he's short when you really need something right now. So far, he has been. He has not been what you need, and that's really again. 
I'm not saying that, you know, it's easy. No, it's not easy. It's really, really hard. By the way, it's, all the love for Dak Prescott, too. Same well, deal. the people thought the Cowboys would be lost. You have to give Dak Prescott yes. the money. You got to pay him. The national media every day beat that drum. You got to pay him. 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 All right, they paid him. Now what? He won, Looks a, the he, same. he won wild card weekend for yeah. you. Wow. And that's not what you're about there in Dallas. You don't want to win wild 40, card. No. 40 something million. You don't win 40 something million. You don't give somebody 40 something million to win wild card weekend. No. no. So, I mean, listen, the decisions got to be made here. And again, it's really hard. I don't want to sit up here and pretend like, oh, it's a piece of cake. No, it's really hard to find the guy that can get you to the playoffs, and it may be even harder to find a guy that can get you all the way to the Super Bowl and win the doggone thing. Yep. We'll come back. We'll talk to Eric Castle time. We'll do that next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. It's a Bill King show. Smoked a turkey. Smoked it about nine hours. You know the little red button? I've never liked that, first of all, and I don't trust it. The internal temperature is what you should trust, not the stupid red button. That red button never popped out either, and I was, I was starting to get worried because my wife likes the red button. I don't. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM.
Back here on the McFarland Show. No bump music coming back. That's okay. It's okay. We don't need the bump music anyway. It. We don't need your stinking music. We're fine. Darren and Justin here with you. Live Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Let's head up to Minneapolis. Let's bring in the voice of the Grizzlies. Eric Castletine is standing by. Tonight, they'll tip at 6.30. You can hear the, uh, the Grizzlies and Timberwolves game right here on these airwaves. Pre-game starting at 6 o'clock. So coverage starting at 6 o'clock here tonight on WNSR. Eric, how we doing? Uh, trying to stay warm. Oh, yeah. What's the temperature in Minneapolis? Minnesota, Is yeah. like one? Uh, it's a balmy, uh, I think, 10, maybe 11. Yeah. Uh, the wind blowing makes it less. It's a dry cold, though, as we like to say up here. Uh, kind of like it's a dry heat when it's 110 in the desert. I don't understand any of that. Uh, I know when I went outside for lunch, I opened the door, and the wind hits you like literally like a haymaker, and then walking down the street, it was so windy in this corridor by to the restaurant I was walking to. Uh, it almost knocked me over. I felt like a pitcher at Candlestick Park back in the 80s like, getting blown off the mountain. So, uh, but, it, you know, hey, look, can't complain. The first four uh, stops on the on the tour this time were, uh, were nice weather. So it's just sunny and cold. And I'm looking out at Target Field out of my window right now where the Twins play. And I'm thinking, wow, they're going to play baseball there. I'm like, Two and a half, three months, and yeah. it, it, I would never even Silly. want to think about setting foot on the baseball field right now with the way the, the wind's blowing. Well, the good news for you, and I know you know this, the Target Center is roofed, so it'll be nice and balmy inside. <laughs> that, rumor, that rumor is true. They do have a roof on Target Center. I can see it from here. It is not, it is, it is not a retractable building. Um, you know, it's crazy because I have friends that live up here, and I, I, I just don't know how they do it, but they've all said, like, yeah, it, it's ways and tunnels and they've done a fabulous job in downtown minneapolis with all that stuff but the summers here are beautiful you know when the, when the grizzlies came up here for that playoff series a little chilly you know compared to comparatively what it'll be in june and july but like summers up here are absolutely spectacular so i guess there's a trade-off we were joking about that last night walking at dinner <laughs> when they settled this city like when people got here they had to have gotten here in the winter in the summertime right because if they came here in the winter and it was like this like yeah no we're moving on we're not staying here this is just too cold yeah those three months are really nice that they get in yeah minneapolis yeah. it's yeah. really nice uh I, I will say this and i think i told you this in a text i, I know that this has resulted in four losses after uh coming on starting this road trip with 11 game winning winning streak i've been watching all right. these games eric they they have been Fascinating. I mean, there is like a freaking storyline. I think the only game that really wasn't a game was the Sacramento. Everything else has been absolutely nutso. So let's let's skip a week ago because I was watching yeah. that game late on a Friday night. I may have had a margarita. I was uh, watching the Lakers. Have anything less than one? <laughs> well, have at least one. I may have had yeah. two, especially when when uh, Shannon Sharp went nuts. So let me just start there. So that that went viral. Yeah. That was crazy. What, it was banana. What what was it like being there in the arena, and how much are you able to take in of all the drama that was going on around that game? It was uh, below me, so we were where we sit with the Lakers. We used to sit courtside. Um, that was always kind of how Chick Hearn uh, wanted it. He, he, he preferred to be up a little bit. He also said part of it was he felt like he was the host and the other broadcasters were his guests, so he wanted them to have the courtside seats and Laker TV, you know, obliged because they were a simulcast. So it was down to my right. Uh, we're about right at the midway point where the exits are on the concourse level um, of what's now crypto.com. And 
it just kind of I'm calling the game solo, and I kind of hear this rumbling down to the right, and I look down. I'm like, what is going on? And I see Shannon Sharp just losing his mind, screaming. And I'm trying to figure out at first who he's yelling at, then I kind of figure out it's it was Dylan who was walking away, and then Steven Adams came over, and um, that ain't the guy, as they like to say in the, in the young circle. <laughs> ain't the guy. Ain't the guy you want to be doing that with. And then Ja got involved. Josh's father was I was actually on his way over to introduce himself um, because I guess Shannon said some nice things about Ja on their show. Um, and then he barked at Ja, so T barked back. And then, you know, it's just all this other stuff. To me, the problem with this was a couple of things. One, if you say something from a courtside seat to a player in any sport, whether you're on the third baseline in baseball, whether you're on the boards in hockey, whether you're sitting at the 40, 50 yard line in football and you start chirping about their performance. This is not the normal realm where I saw people responding like, well, he said blank you to, you know, to Shannon Sharp. And that's how you start a fight. It's like, dude, nobody's going into your office and and criticizing that you're not getting the job done uh, to you because you're not in your home building. And so Shannon Sharp, as well as anybody, knows that when fans do that, athletes are going to trip back. You know, I, this career has taken me in some very interesting places. I was actually at the game where Shannon Sharp quieted 65,000 Raider fans with a seam route over the middle and sent the Ravens to the Super Bowl where they won. But, Eric, he and, never talked, especially to the crowd. And, oh, he never talked. The things that were said, so that <laughs> at that time, the Raiders, and I'm not sure how they do it anymore because it's been a long time since I covered the NFL – we were allowed to go on the field for the final three, four minutes of the game, usually two and a half, three minutes. You yes, went down. Yep. And I heard things standing on sidelines oh, yeah. that I just was mortified at. Yeah. Because, one, these are abnormally large human beings that are abnormally strong and can break you in half. And those things that you just said would get that reaction if you were in public, but you're not. And so for Sharp to say that, like – you know, like, oh, they don't want this. They don't, like, dude, you're the one who went on a rant about LeBron having a fan thrown out in Indiana because they were being obnoxious and that you can't just say whatever you want because you paid money for a ticket. Afterwards, everything calmed down. I was shocked he was able to return to his seat because in every yep, arena there too. are code of conduct cards that are handed out that yep. say, hey, if you violate this, we can throw you out of here, no questions asked. The thing that bothered me the most, and I, I don't want to say bothered, but that I just thought, took it to a level or could have been easily you could have diffused it even better than it was and it was pretty diffused at this time the apology is it could have been condensed by four minutes he didn't need to apologize directly to everybody on the air i'm a big believer in if you admit you're wrong and and you are wrong and i've I've tried to teach my son this to me but you know I, i tell him hey what makes a man is when you're when you're wrong you say hey i'm sorry i was wrong i made a mistake and please forgive me it's a hard thing to do. But when you roll through all the names and individuals, it's just like, dude, we could have done this in 45 seconds, in my opinion. And it's just my opinion. And people may disagree with me. But you get on the air and you go, hey, everybody saw what happened Friday night. I made a mistake in how I spoke to one of the participants in the action. I inserted myself into a game I was not part of, and anything other than a fan. My apologies for being a distraction. My apologies to both teams and to the people involved that took away from what was a true truly terrific NBA basketball game, and I, I, it won't happen again. And then if you want to call LeBron or text LeBron or Jeannie Buss or John ja Moran or anybody else, do that on, on your own. 
I just thought it kind of made it sound like now we're going to focus back on me and let everybody know that I'm a humble man and do all this other stuff. And so, you know, whatever. It, the, the problem <laughs> was that it took away from what was a great game, and the Lakers did what veteran teams do to young teams, and they kind of imposed their will at the end. They um, they had no business they got winning the game that game. To slow down and, and maybe yeah. took advantage of some frustration there because of that, but yeah. I don't think that had a, an effect in the outcome. No, the Lakers had no business winning that game. I mean, good for them. They won, but they had no business right. winning that well, game. Well, and that's, that's execution. The Grizzlies have to realize that, you know, they got the ball in the hands of the guy they wanted to. They, they caught some breaks where who's now a former Laker after that game, Kendrick Nunn, fouled guys, and, and you could see the disdain from Russell Westbrook. But the fouling, I thought, disrupted the flow. So even though you didn't want to foul Tyus Jones or Desmond Bain, who he fouled, um, it ended up kind of helping their their rhythm or taking the Grizzlies out of theirs. And when you have a final second play like that and you get the ball to your guy, you've got to space the floor better than the Grizzlies did there. They allowed a secondary defender to really not leave his man very far, sneak up behind Bain and, and poke the ball away. Now, a lot of times that's going to be a foul. This time it wasn't, and it cost you. But you've got to get the ball to a more secure location where there's more space, where if there are two or three defenders, that you can get away from it or make an extra pass to somebody else. And they do that. I think they win that game. But those are some of the things young teams sometimes do. They make a little mistake like that and hurt you. And, yeah, the Lakers had no business winning that game. And it set a tone, unfortunately, for the trip. They came out flat in Phoenix, but they charged back. If you don't come out flat, you probably win that game. If you're making free throws, if you defend better, Okay. Come now out I can flat. Eric, they're down 29. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't that's flat. Yeah, out. that's yeah. flat. Well, they, they were alive. But then they hit an 80-footer. I guess I guess they just need to hit 80-footers at the buzzer. Yeah. And that sparks Well, them. and the sad thing about that is the young man that hit it then had his toughest ball game I've seen him have as a pro in San Francisco. So, yeah, like you're right. Came out beyond flat. They were just not there. Phoenix was doing whatever they wanted, dictated the tempo. Grizzlies' offense looked stagnant. It looked slow. And then they kind of got their rhythm, but it was too little too late. Sacramento, they, they watched the Kings team just go absolutely yeah. meltdown hot, make their first 11 threes, and yet you're still right there in the ballgame at halftime, take the lead in the third. And I thought maybe kind of took that time to take a deep breath and go, okay, we got a chance. Well, the Kings said, well, now we're going to yeah. take it up another notch yep. to test your legs because you played. That happens. Okay, I, I can I can throw that one out. But the Golden State one's another case of down the stretch execution yeah. on both ends of the floor. Should have won that game. But this team has to be better. Could have won the game. They could. So yeah, I want to ask you, Steph Curry, the throwing the mouthpiece. So again, mm-hmm. let me ask you, like, what walking through? You're doing a game on radio. Right. So what? What? Take us through those steps of Steph Curry getting tossed. Did you think he deserved to get tossed? I think it's the second time he got tossed from a playoff game doing the same thing. What did you think? Uh, it's the third time he's been tossed okay. for the same thing. Okay. And do I think he deserves it? I think the rule is there for a reason. Um, it is an automatic. It's automatic ejection. This was not. Yeah, they didn't you know, think about it. You're right. Left interpretation. This is not, oh, I, I know he didn't mean to do that. This is once when you take a mouthpiece, any piece of equipment that is in contact with your body, especially in your mouth. And chuck it. Um, and you throw it in the stands, you're done. Yep. Your night's over. You're, you're no longer participating in the, in the festivities of the evening. Um, I was watching it the whole time. I saw him incredibly frustrated. The Warriors had just taken a shot um, and, and were kind of trying to control the game. And 
then Jordan Poole takes a deep right-wing three, and Curry was livid because he was calling for the ball. He comes down and just in a moment of lack of control, frustration, whatever you want to say, takes his mouthpiece and throws it in the stands. And I'm like, well, automatically I know that's a technical. And then thinking back to when he did it in Memphis, it was against the Grizzlies once too. He tried to throw his mouthpiece at the stanchion that holds the basket up, missed, it went in the stands. And it's like, okay, you're done. That's it. When you throw your mouthpiece in the stands, gum, anything like that, you're out. It's automatic. I, I don't necessarily agree with the rule, but I understand it. I think sometimes you can look at that and go, all right, well, yeah, he wasn't mad at an official. He was mad at his teammate. You get frustrated. But it's there for a reason. So um, it was kind of a shame, but it, in the end it didn't hurt Golden State. And it, I just, you know, you, you leave something like that open. I think it was more of a shame that we get two-minute reports after games and find out, oh, yeah, well, we just looked at the replay and Draymond set an illegal screen on the three-pointer that Clay Thompson took to go ahead and it should have been called and the basket should have never counted it's like okay well great thanks for the thanks for the uh we thought that it was an illegal screen but it doesn't do us any good we can't turn the lights back on restart the game and go okay well we don't get those three points and that's part of it too yeah i mean a missed call here or there is going to happen so i look at this and everybody's obviously concerned because you've gone on a road trip after winning 11 straight you've lost four in a row you've lost games that with stats that normally equated to you winning, scoring 120, the Grizzlies were virtually unbeatable. Shooting over 45%, Grizzlies virtually unbeatable. Leading ball games going to the fourth quarter, they had only lost once. Now, two of these four losses, they've they've lost um, because of that. You know, when they had the lead, and, and they only I think they were 28 and one, and now they're 28 and three. So, things that in the middle of a season it happens, and, and Darren, you and I have talked so many times about just the, the bizarreness of how things seemingly play out so similar over NBA seasons, whether it's a different timing where teams that are really good will go through little struggles. They'll have patches where the ball's not going in. You're not making your free throws. You're turning the ball over more. Your legs get a little tired and teams are pushing at you. And as I was telling some of the guys in Memphis, this is a benchmark win team now for other teams in the NBA. They come into your building and you beat them. This is something you can point to and say, hey, we know we can do it. We beat the team that's right now second in the West that a lot of people think are the darlings of the league. And they've got to realize that. They're getting everybody's best. And Taylor Jenkins has preached them to, the, you know, to them this very same thing, that you're not sneaking up on anybody. And they obviously aren't going to sneak up on anybody because they're yelling that they're coming and they like to talk. And other guys take umbrage to that too. And that I don't have a problem with that. Some people are saying, oh, they got to stop all the talking until they do this and do that. I said, you know what? I'm not going to tell a player don't be who you are. If yeah. that's who you, if that's what you need to do to fire yourself up, do it. But realize when you do it, they're coming back at you. These guys aren't just going to lay down. And I think sometimes um, the Grizzlies are good enough and have played well enough at times where they get a big lead. And I wouldn't say they they get complacent or anything like that, but they don't. They maybe lose a little bit of focus. And yeah. in this league, if you lose a little bit of focus, the way teams can shoot the three now big leads can go bye-bye in a hurry. And we've seen it, and the Grizzlies kind of flipped that script on Phoenix, um, but weren't able to come all the way back. Other teams have done it to the Grizzlies, and now I think these final you know, 30-plus games, they, they've learned some valuable lessons on this trip. Hopefully they implement them, implement yeah. them tonight. Yeah, Eric, quick que- two quick questions for you. And Number one is about the road, and I just looked it up here. Only two teams of the 15 yeah. in the Western Conference are above 500 on the road. Only two. I mean, yeah. so and listen, you've been doing this forever. Is that normal? Is that the is this 
is this how it's always been going? We just didn't notice before the teams are so no. bad on the road. No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. I think it's the teams at home are good, and I think you've got more depth and, and more parity in this league than we ever have before. Hmm. Um, teams are able to basically. I don't. I don't know how to say it. They're, they're able to keep their players. Denver is an organic group. That all those guys came through Denver either via draft or, you know, very early in their careers joining the club. But you're talking about Jamal Murray. You're talking about Michael Porter Jr. Nikola Jokic. They traded for Aaron Gordon, but they used guys that were good to get them. Memphis, organic. Golden State, organic. Phoenix is a little different. The Lakers, not organic. But you're seeing teams with way more depth. Hmm. Got that. You know, that's why teams don't win 70 games in this league. You'll look at good teams, and they'll be 35-6 and at home, but they'll be 24 and – you know, whatever, 24 and 8, uh, 17 on the road, and they're a, you know, 60 win team, and that's awesome. If you win 24 games on the road, that's a, that's a really good road season. People talk about that all the time. 24 is kind of the benchmark. Mm-hmm. You go above 24, and you're an elite championship level team. There's only a handful of those each season. So winning on the road's never been easy. But I also think part of it is because if you're going to stay in the West and you're going to be competitive in the West, you better have a hell of a roster because it's a gauntlet with the top six, top seven, top eight, and even the teams that are trying to get in there, they're doing the same thing. They're getting young talent. They're keeping their young talent, and they're building towards the future where when these teams start to fall off with the veterans, like the Lakers, like the Warriors, who still have a few good years left. And I'm not trying to say they're, they're turning around and be gone next year, but when you're a young team and you know you have guys that can do it, it's, it's only, it only makes it tougher. Eric, with the limited time I have left, I know you guys have been on the road for the last couple of weeks, so you may not be fully plugged in with what's happening uh, back in Memphis, but I've got to ask you about the impact of the whole uh, Tyree Nichols uh, situation and the fact that uh, the city of Memphis is uh, going through, uh, well, they're looking at the potential for some unrest tonight uh, in a few hours uh, because of everything that's going on. How, if any, in any way has that impacted uh, the the basketball team, who I know again has been away from home for a little while. Yeah, we're we're aware of it. Um, like everybody else, we're it it breaks our heart to see that, um, and our thoughts and condolences are out to to his family. Um, it's a shame that, that these things happen. Um, it's been it's been a wild road trip because we just went through California where we had a couple of mass shootings uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the civil unrest is is disturbing, and our players. Um, are bothered by it. They're young men that, that want to do right by the community and um, you know play a game that they love, but they feel like they're part of the community. So we're all very concerned with what's happening, uh, concerned that we all have family and friends that are still in the city um, and hope that, that common sense prevails, that, that there are ways to voice your displeasure without doing damage to our city infrastructure and to other people that, quite frankly, you know, may have the exact same opinion as you, but you don't know. And if your anger gets the best of you, you may be hurting someone that thinks exactly the same way you do. Mm-hmm. And so we're hoping that, 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 that the calmer heads not don't stay calm, be, be frustrated, be angry. I understand that, but you know, not at the expense of, of hurting others because of it. So hopefully that message has come through. Um, we all are aware when uh, the video will be made public and we've been kind of keeping an eye on this situation for since before we even left and uh yeah it's concerning it's it's deeply concerning and it's deeply disturbing and you know it's it's a shame because 
I think it gets so into a, a position where you have some very, very good people that work in those industries that get overshadowed by some very bad people that should not be working in those industries, mm. and it gets lumped together. And I think that's that's a tremendous uh, injustice as well. But I can understand how it happens, and I can understand the frustration. Um, and and like I said, our our thoughts and prayers are with with the the families of, of you know who lost a loved one and. Um, that's something you just you just can't put anything on that. So, uh, yeah, we're watching it closely. Um, it's tough. It's really hard because our arena, our building, all of our facilities are right in the heart of downtown, and that's where a lot of the, the, the demonstrations are said to potentially be happening. We don't know, and, and we don't want to speculate. But, like I said, hopefully uh, hopefully we can get through what's going to be a, probably a tough, a, a tough few days in the, in the city of Memphis, to say the least. No doubt. Uh, hopefully you guys can uh, end this road trip with a victory tonight before coming home yeah. and taking on Indiana and Portland. Eric, really appreciate it. We'll be listening tonight. Thanks for doing this as always, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Happy to do it. Just want to give you guys an update. The roof is still on the Target Center, and they're Good. still blowing Outstanding. off. So thankfully, the roof is still functional, it's so good we to won't know. freeze to death. Tonight. You can take yeah. some layers off. You're good, then. You're good. Go the way of the Metrodome. You know, they've had roof problems up there before. Yes, they so. have. No <laughs> doubt. Thankfully, that is no longer the site. But, yeah, and thank you guys for having me, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to talking again soon. All right, Eric, thanks. Eric Castletine, radio voice <laughs> of the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. 6.30 tip against the Timberwolves. Pre-game coverage on these airwaves starting at 6 o'clock. More of the McFarland Show next. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024 that's 615-439-1024 and make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news events and updates. T-Line Nashville. Nashville's first curling venue is here. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit givewestwood.org, givewestwood.org. 
This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Mickey Yates is here, ladies and gentlemen. As a fan of both of the men, this is the place to be. Do you want to know about sports? This is the place to be. Listen to John and Greg. This is it. Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> so I'm done. That's, that's, a, a, mic. that's a mic drop. That's a mic drop. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Good stuff for Mary Castletine. Sure is. Wow. Grizz T Wolves tonight. Desmond Bain, questionable with the knee. Steven Adams is out. Yeah. With the knee injury. You know, uh, Danny Green is had uh, recovering from knee surgery. So we'll see. I mean, they, they, as we just tried to talk about with Eric, they've had a crazy road trip. They have. Crazy. They have. A memorable, to say the least. Um, and, you know, the part about our interview with Eric just now is when he talked about uh, Steve Adams before he got hurt, obviously, standing up to Shannon Sharp. And uh, Steve Adams is 6'11", and Shannon Sharp is uh, about 6'2", or 6'3". Now, you know, Shannon Sharp's a big man. Yeah. You know, let's not get it twisted. But he's not 6'11", Steve Adams. And the two, when they were face-to-face there, they almost looked like WWE wrestlers because both men are so large. So when they were staring each other down, it looked like, you know, it looked like something straight out of uh, professional wrestling. It really did. So I I bet that was quite the sight to see there, uh, courtside against the Lakers. Like I said, I was watching it last Friday. It was crazy. The whole thing. It was nuts. Crazy game. Wow. But, no, there's no way, and, you know, if I could have said one thing to Eric there, there's no way Shannon Sharp was going to be escorted out of that building. Absolutely. No, he and LeBron are BFFs. Oh, D- Dylan Brooks said it uh, after the game. He was like, you know, it's L.A., man. <laughs> now, if they were in Memphis, LA. that's a whole other story. Yep. But out there, ah, no, uh, nah. No. He, he was going to be right where he was. Nope. Nope. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Kind of going through the checklist. Preds are on a break. Uh, You got the AFC-NFC championship games on Sunday. All hands on deck for that. Soak it in. Soak it in. Three games in the football season left. Soak it in. Texas and Tennessee. Yes. Tomorrow in Knoxville, college Mm -hmm. game day there. Battle of the Orange. Kentucky and Kansas. Yes. Kansas has really been falling on hard times here of late. Yeah, they have. They have not, been, not been playing a good very run well for them, not this year. Um, and so we'll see. If it looks like you know, you do wonder is that could is that Kentucky Tennessee? Maybe that Tennessee game is going to turn around Kentucky's schedule. I don't know. So you got Kentucky and Kansas. So some big college basketball games. Yeah, we'll and be Vandy's playing, and uh, they're not playing the uh, the challenge, the Big Twelve. Who do they have? No, Vandy's not. Vandy in the is not in the challenge. I thought they were. And I need uh, to look that up. I can't, I can't remember I now where exactly up. where they're going next. I shouldn't have just thrown it out there. Um, because I know that I think it's I think it's Vanderbilt in South Carolina. Auburn's in uh, playing at West Virginia. Alabama's in Norman, Oklahoma, taking on the Sooners. And yeah, so I, I think it's South Carolina. Maybe gets Texas A&M tomorrow That's night. what I say. I think, it, yeah, Texas A&M and Vanderbilt. They're at Texas A&M, then uh, at Alabama before uh, home for uh, Ole Miss. 
So Arkansas's at Baylor. That'll be a good one. Okay. Texas, Tennessee, by the way, tips at five o'clock. That game will be on ESPN. Okay. Yeah. Kansas, okay. Kentucky's the nightcap on ESPN in Lexington. So some big big college basketball games on Saturday. No hockey this well, weekend. We're in the transition season here. Uh, as we start to leave football and go more and more into the winter sports, uh, into basketball and the the heart of basketball and the heart of hockey season here. Um, And, of course, NFL free agency will fire up coming up here in mid-March. Combine. The combine and the draft and the senior bowl and all that. They're already getting ready to do that stuff. Senior bowl. Yeah, senior bowl get going here in a couple of weeks. And I've already seen them rolling out the advertisement for this brand new NFL Pro Bowl thing they're trying uh, with the skill challenge and flag Mm -hmm. football and anything except for the things that we've been seeing the last 10 years or so from the uh, NFC AFC Pro Bowl. And uh, I guess they've decided, you know what, just we're not doing the game at all. Just, you know, forget it. Just We're just going to do these skill challenges, and, you know, that'll be that. Honestly, I'm surprised because it's been a garbage game for a long time, but yet people still watch. Yeah. You get TV ratings. Sure. Their TV ratings are still good. Well, people are so football hungry. I know, but it's a that garbage people, people game. People will watch, a, you know. Two-hand touch. Listen, like, we're about to have two minor league football teams out here, you know, football leagues in the spring coming up here, uh, the minor slash major, I mean, professional teams, but still, um, you know, the what, football the hunger. The year two. Yeah, and the XFL. And the XFL. XFL so kicks off. They're going to do that, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, they, still, oh, yeah. They're going to do well, that. Still, it came, it was gone, it came. It, it came gone. and gone, but now it's came back. Now they're doing the thing. Now they're running the advertisement. Now they're well, doing it. Okay. Um, you know, so we're going to have two spring football leagues coming up here. Um, you know, it just it just feeds the hunger here. It just feed, people love uh, the the boom and the bap out there for football. So if they can do it, if they can get a few more weeks in April and May, people will take it. Not in huge numbers, but people are watching. Yep. All right, we'll step away for the final time. Come back and wrap up. No, nope, can't do that. Okay, hold on. We're, get, we're getting we're getting signals. Okay, we're you know hold on for a second. We uh, cannot apparently. do that. You know, while we're while we're waiting to go to break here, you see what's up on the screen over there. It says Burrow versus Mahomes uh, on on the screen there for uh, for ESPN. Uh, it just goes to show again the the uh, the quarterback love that's happening here uh, across the league, where we're not even we're not even talking about the teams taking on each other. Forget the teams; it is strictly just the quarterbacks. It is Burrow versus Mahomes. That's that's all we're doing. That's oh, yeah. all we're doing. So, you know, it just kind of goes to show where, where we are right now. And, again, the need for uh, the, the, the Titans to try and figure out what they're going to do at quarterback because I know that conversation is still in the air here. Um, it, well, that's another part of what we were just talking about. Like the Titans offseason is going to be a big to-do in this market. They finished 7-10. and 10. Yeah. They have a new general manager in place. They yeah. lost their last seven. Yeah. And there's a lot of unrest, and there's a lot of uncertainty of where this team is going. Yeah. Right. What 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 is their look? What are they? What's their approach with a brand new general manager? Is it a soft rebuild? You know, they're not going to say the rebuild word, and I don't no. blame them. I don't. Sports franchises should not use the word rebuild. Like you just don't scare people. Yeah. With that. No. So, you know, is it is it going to be a soft? 
rebuild? Is it like, forget all that. We're just going to trim the dead weight, trim the fat, and try to come back and we're good enough to win it? I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Win a division? I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think they're going to trim the fat, fill in the, 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 the broken parts, and just try to give it another run. Um, because it, it's too costly to do it the other way. And with the confidence that Rand Carthman has spoken with about can you win with this running game, can you win? He doesn't sound like a guy that's coming in here to tear it all down. He sounds like a guy that's coming in here to add pieces and, you know, try to make this make this car run again is what he sounds like. Well, I don't think, I don't think his head coach is in. What head coach is interested in tear down? No, not, not this None. one. Well, certainly not this one. Um, now, you can convince him. Like, you know, Matt Eberflus uh, in Chicago, I don't think he was interested in teardown. No. But, you know, they said, yeah, well, tough. We're, we're going to trade away your two best defensive players. And, you know, we're going to run out here and do the best we can, but we're really not interested in winning games this year. And, you know, we're going to rebuild and retool and aim towards next year. And, you know, he, he had to get on board with the program. So a lot of coaches aren't interested in it. But if you've got a long-term plan that you can get buy-in, then, you know, if this is the direction, this is the direction. Now, I don't think Mike Rabel's going to go for that, not with this team and not where he's already been with this group of guys. I think he's much more on the line of retooling and then trying to give it another run. I think they've got, with this current roster, with Derrick Henry, you've got a one or two more years to really try to maximize some yeah. players that you've got. Yeah. Right. Before before you really have, you have to, to make yeah. it right. Right. Before yeah. you have to. Before yeah. you really got to cut. Lo- I mean, because if you want to rebuild, rebuild, that means, you know, Derrick Henry, I, I don't see him on this football. No. Kevin Byard, you know, God bless him and God love him. But that's two years later. I, so, it's yeah. just not, you know, but by then, oh, yeah, the wheels are definitely off by then. Uh, you're talking about another year or two years, then, yeah, you make some. I'm thinking like two years. You've got to two-year window and then you got to figure out a whole lot unless they somehow miraculously in the next year or two stumble into a franchise quarterback well an elite that franchise is, quarterback that is something else you can somehow do. some way that stumble happens stumble into a guy then you can then all bets are off then everything changes right sure but if you don't have that guy man it is such an uphill climb yeah now it you're just doing the team thing an uphill climb where, where you, you have know, to have everything fall everything's got to run everything's got to fall into place and but you know it really opens up the question what do they do at number 11 i'm of i'm of the opinion and i know it's it's early to 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 kind of get into that but I'm of the opinion they have to go wide receiver. I understand why people want to go offensive tackle. I get it. Obviously, there's a need. I get it. But in this NFL, I've looked at the wide receiver free agency market. Oh, it's not good. It's not good at all. I think you've got to go get one of these younger, dynamic wide receiver, either the guy from TCU or the guy from USC, either one. I'll take him. The offensive tackle is going to take him a year to get into his position. He's got to grow and mature, and uh, that's not a win now, guy. You don't do you don't draft a rookie offensive tackle and then say we're going to go win right now. That that's not you know th- no not especially not a left tackle. No, that's your guy. That's your that's your cornerstone. You go find you a vet somewhere. I think you do now. Not a Dennis Daly, obviously, because that didn't work. You go find you something better though and then become more dynamic and younger at wide receiver and go at it that way. That's what I think they should do. 
I don't know. I don't know if the wide <laughs> there's so many needs. I just don't know if a wide receiver is where you start. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes.